0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, guys. Happy Monday. It is lunchtime Monday. I am your host, the Rath Peak and Rambler, Key and Dalton. How are we doing? How is your Monday going so far? How was your weekend? How's your fucking life, man? Tell me your story. Tell me a story. How are we all going, anyways? Um, interesting weekend there with the whole golf gate. Um, you know, as some of you. Most of you, if you listen to this, may know I am in Kildare. So another uh, another couple of weeks of lockdown for for moi, for moi. Um, absolutely delighted about that. Obviously, I think you can tell. Um, it was just so great to get them. I'm so happy for Leesh and Offaly, Really happy for you guys. Glad you're able to go out and do your things, do your own bits and bobs, you know. Um, but no, sure, luck. It's for the greater good. I see a lot of things on Twitter, um, you know, that why should we abide by lockdown when the politicians aren't doing it, which is, it's a valid argument, really, it is a valid argument, you know, but at the end of the day, it's for the greater good, you know, the greater good, it's for the greater good, it's for everybody's health, it's for the vulnerable people's health, um. So yeah, look, we'll keep at it, I'm actually, I'll be moving back to Cork soon anyway, so it won't matter really that much um, But this week guys, um, I've been suffering with a fucking, my face and my teeth are just killing me all weekend um, I didn't have it in me to kind of plan a proper podcast or record a proper podcast, so this is being recorded and it's going out raw, it's going out fucking raw, it is just going out unedited, well, uh, you know, I'm not going to listen back to it but I'm going to make sure that I don't say anything too offensive or stupid or not funny, you know, hopefully every joke lands and every joke's winner, you know, that's, I mean, you know, let's let's see what happens with that anyways, but this week I'm just going to go through basically what I've been watching and reading and listening to, you know, and I'm going to gonna put it out there Um. I mean if you're listening, not that you're interested in what I'm doing, but maybe you're interested in what I have to say. Um I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Friday's pad um about stress and work stress. Um as I said before, guys, please keep liking, sharing. Thanks to everyone who shares. Shout out to Luke for sharing, thanks for commenting and writing back to me and stuff, guys. Um means a lot. Um, the writing has taken a bit of a hit uh, the last week with just the pain in my face and stuff, the bad toothache and stuff. So, hopefully, this week, um, once I get to the dentist, I'll be able to focus back on writing again and putting out some more um, different pieces on my blog, the Red Peak and Rambler at WordPress.com. Um, so, yeah, look, let's just get straight into it. Um, I don't have much else to ramble on about. As I said, this one is not about like the current affairs and stuff. I'm not gonna be talking about um I'm not gonna be talking about anything to do with the government here, really. Um, unless it comes up naturally in conversation. That's for the second breakfast and possibly the next one will be about the lockdown and stuff and how it affects us mentally and stuff. So, you know, we'll see. But without further ado, no matter if I can't plan out a podcast, this guy is here every Every week, every Monday and every second Friday, this guy flies in, he breaks all the COVID regulations, he comes in once, twice a week um, to record his verse live, every time. Every time, guys. I'm not just clicking and editing this and bringing it in. This is a live verse every time, okay? So, Liam... Over to you. I done seen all of these movies. I done read reviews, but all these other critics leave me less amused. I still need opinions. I'm just messing, dude. But it's gotta come from the projection room. Yeah, yeah. What a professional! What a professional! Rushing out the door there know to get his taxi back to the airport. No face mask or nothing. Good on you, Lee. <laughs> the only reason that is funny is because Liam um Dalton who I unveil as, you know, possibly one of my favourite cousins there, controversially there a few weeks ago. Geez, I had all cousins. Cousins I never even met before ringing in. Oh, it was carnage. Carnage in the Dalton camp. Um, Liam is very, uh, you know, pro-mask, and he's adhering to all guidelines and social distancing procedures over in um New York. So, shout-out to Liam. And, you know, once again, just shout-out to him for um showing up every week and taking that flight and putting his own life at risk for, for this pod, you know. So I just want to say a big thanks to Rusty Grey. Check him out on YouTube, Twitter. He has some fucking hilarious tweets. and um, very funny on Instagram as well. He's just the man. He is the man. So, anyways, let's get into it, guys. What have I been watching? Um so I haven't done an actual written movie review in a while, but I might do one of the one for this week. Um I might do I will do one this week, hopefully um been watching a lot of different shows and I'm actually going to go back not even this week but stuff that I watched over the last kind of couple of months of lockdown just to see just to you know somebody might find might hear this and be like jeez I, uh, that show actually sounds a bit of me like, a bit of me um so something kind of older shows that I've started watching um white collar this is on Netflix now so Netflix uh, we'll start off on Netflix and then we'll Go into um we'll go into uh Amazon Prime. Um I haven't really been watching Disney Plus uh at all, really. I might cancel that to be honest. Just, although it's handy to have all the Marvel movies there because I really love them. And you know they're they're literally gone only on Disney Plus now. So I mean they're probably on Sky Movies and stuff as well, but couldn't be ours buying that either. Um so anyways, I've been watching White Collar, that's on Netflix. That is a it's a kind of a campy kind of action crime comedy show. You know, I don't actually know how to, how to really describe it. Like, it's... Um, how did I get out of this little menu here? i no, sorry, now. So, it's on Netflix. It started off in 2009 and it actually finished in 2014. So, um, Matt Bomber plays Neil Caffrey, an art thief and an art um, kind of enthusiast who is sent to jail by an FBI agent, um Peter Burke, who plays Tim who's played by Tim Decay. And um they're like, you know, after four years, um, Neil Caffrey's about to be released, but he breaks out of prison only to be caught again, but he lets himself get caught. So Peter Burke brings him out and gives him his freedom as long as he helps him with the FBI cases against other art thieves and stuff. And there's this other storyline going on in the background, so every episode can be kind of uh play it on its own you don't have to like start off see you could you should probably start off season one episode one but you know you you wouldn't have to um but there's a big story going on in the background about Neil Caffrey's um ex-girlfriend Kate who's played by Alexandra Daddario and um about him trying to get back with her and trying to find out what happened to her and stuff so there's always like a, a theme going through it of that, him trying to find out where she is and what happened to her. but also you could watch any episode on its own. Um, the first episode is actually very very good. It hooks you in straight away. No me and Cade um, watched the first season like really fast and then kind of stalled in the second season. but it, it actually has picked up again um, there's a brilliant, brilliant um, supporting cast. So you have Matt Bomber and Tim Decay as your kind of main. There it's like a buddy comedy, and they're brilliant together. They bounce off each other. Matt Bomber is brilliant as the kind of like, you know, arrogant but in a charming kind of a way, and he's also a handsome bastard. And then Tim Decay plays um the kind of much more intelligent than he lets on agent, who's also a handsome bastard. So it's just great to have so many handsome handsome people on TV, you know. While I'm sitting there fucking neck deep in Pringles um, Willie Garrison Plays Mozzie Who is like Neil Caffrey's Probably his his Sidekick but he's hilarious He's just so good in this um, Tiffany Thiessen you know her from Saved by the Bell uh, She is in this as Peter Burke's wife She's very good um, Marcia Thompson is Diana Who's one of the FBI agents Sheree Fatkins plays Clinton Jones another FBI agent And they all have like you know there are more side characters, but they do play prominent parts throughout the series, which is good because they bring in established actors for like guest parts. But these people keep the show going and keep the show um, kind of running smoothly. Marsha Thompson, you might know her from the Black Knight. The um, what's that fella's name? Martin fella from Bad Boys. No what's his, what's his fucking name? Um, but you know her from the Black Knight. It's a uh, two thousand. I think it was two thousand and one. It was one of the first DVDs I ever owned. I ever owned. Um, But she plays the queen or the princess in that. um, What's his... Martin... Martin Martin Lawrence. There he is. Yeah, part of uh, Bad Boys. Um, So you'd know Marcia Thompson from that. She's in that that movie from 2001. If that's where you kind of think you've recognized the name or recognized the face if you look her up after this. But guys, definitely check out White Collar. There is... um, four or five seasons um or six seasons there are six seasons and i mean i'm on season 2 now and i just think it's a brilliant show the episodes are about mm, 40 minutes just about that but they pass really fast like it's they it's not the hardest show to follow you could be you could be scrolling on your phone and kind of tune back in every once in a while and you'll still you know, you'll still um, you'll still know what's going on. So that is white collar. That is on Netflix. The next show is actually on Netflix and Amazon Prime is New Girl. No, that's not a new new show. That is a, it's it's been it was out since two thousand and eleven. Um, I remember watching it on RT two. You know, in secondary school and in college. Um, I that's my type of humor. Stupid, weird. You know, um, Zoe Deschanel is just so kind of quirky and weird and the, the other characters get so weird as it goes on. Um but all seven seasons of that are on Netflix and um Amazon Prime. So I'll definitely check it out. Now what I've noticed this is like my third no well my second official run through. So I watched like most of it in secondary school and um college but I actually didn't watch the last like three seasons and then I saw it was on Amazon Prime and I was like fuck it I'll ever watch that now." and I actually zoomed through the last uh, three seasons and it was just brilliant loved every second of it didn't love the seventh season didn't love the last season but still loved it overall um, and then I started watching from the start and I forgot how funny it was the first two seasons Especially the first two seasons Um, On season three now We're watching it Um, And it's just It's so so weird and so funny But that's my type of humour So not going to um, You know I'm not going to apologise for that But I'm just going to let you know If anyone's like oh I'm looking for a Looking for a TV show to watch You know New Girl is brilliant But if you don't like quirky and you don't like weird And you don't like kind of just random comedy It mightn't be for you um, but definitely check that out, that is also on Netflix um, Also watched a few movies this weekend So watched one absolute dud of a movie that should never have been made And watched one, one that was just fantastic and should be seen by absolutely everyone um, So we'll start off, bad news first um, watched, I think it's called Can You Keep a Secret um, Actually, Alexandra Daddario is the main star of this movie And it is just absolutely awful. It was adapted from a Sophie Kinsella novel about a girl who's on a plane, scared of flying, gets drunk, thinks she's going to die because of turbulence and ends up telling a random stranger all her life story and, like, about how shit her job is. She goes to work the next day, gets into work, and this guy comes same guy comes in, he's the CEO of the company. And then they start, like, this kind of romance and they go out and they're getting on and um, watched 45 minutes of it and then skipped to the end and it was just so bad Um, the the story I can see why it would work in a novel you know in a in a, a romance novel you know it, and I think that some of the jokes or some of the story that would have been funnier to read would have been like oh you know you get be more It'd be easier to read about how, you know, feel the 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 kind of humor in the situation rather than it being kind of forced upon you um, with a kind of clunky dialogue that would work well in a romance novel or any novel rather than it doesn't translate well to the screen then. You know, a lot of the jokes were forced. And this is only in the first 45 minutes, too. Um, it was just very bad. Um, Alexandra Daddario, I think she's a great actress. Um, I suppose I haven't seen her in, in that much, but she seemed... Uh, good in San Andreas with uh, The Rock and Carla Gugino and she seemed good in uh, Baywatch as well, like she didn't, I know she's also there for kind of eye candy because she's an extremely beautiful actress, but she was just terrible in this, like it was everything was forced, nothing seemed natural and I know you can't win in every scene in every movie, but it everything was forced, it was absolutely shocking so can you keep a secret no I can't, shocking movie, do not do not watch it, I am not recommending this movie, I give it 0 out of 10, um, V-Bad, V-Bad, um, the one that I did watch, and that I thought was absolutely fantastic, was The Peanut Butter Falcon, starring Shia LaBeouf, um, what an absolute brilliant, brilliant movie, like, so I had heard about it, and I had been wanting to watch this and also Honey Boy, which was um, Shia LaBeouf's kind of self-biographical um, movie about a young movie star. Like a kid, a child movie star who's getting exploited by his uh, his father. So that's about Shia LaBeouf's life. So I wanted to watch that. And that's on Amazon Prime. I haven't watched that yet. But this one is on um, Netflix, The Peanut Butter Falcon. And it stars Shia LaBeouf. It stars Zach Gotsigan, a Down syndrome actor, and it stars Dakota Johnson. Um, you might know her from Fifty Shades of Grey. She's very good. Um, it has a very good cast and a good supporting cast as well. So Bruce Dern, legendary actor, kind of younger people might know him from Django Unchained. Um, or not Django. Well, Django Unchained as well, but also, um. The hateful eight, as the old fella who's in the 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 tavern when when the main characters get there, um. So, Shia LaBeouf is this down on his luck, uh, fisher fisherman, from um, this part of America. It's like down south, you know, near the water, near Florida. Um, I don't know where it is. I'm not totally up on my American geography, but who's down on his luck, very little money, no friends, no job anymore. He gets fired from his job, um, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's in trouble with local kind of um, shitheads anyways. And then we cut to Zach. So Zach Gotsigan is a Down Syndrome actor. Um, In this movie, his his character is also called Zach, and he's in a care home for old people, and he's the only person with Down Syndrome in the old person's care home. Uh, It's where the state put him. Dakota Johnson is his um, his carer And Zach is known for trying to escape He has great ideas and plans to be a professional wrestler And he has a videotape of, um, of this wrestler Thomas Hayden Church, the Saltwater Redneck Who has a wrestling school down in Aden On the way to Florida And... Zach, with the help of Carl, his roommate, who's played by Bruce Stern, gets out of the um the care home at night, and runs off in search of uh, the saltwater redneck, and bumps into Shia LaBeouf's character Tyler, and they end up going on this adventure together to find the saltwater redneck. Um, Tyler is on his way to Florida to get out of his town, get away from trouble, and try and start a new life. Zach tags along. And then Eleanor, who's Dakota, Dakota Johnson character, Eleanor, is trying to find, um, is trying to find Zach and bring him back to the home. And it's—I won't spoil too much because it's absolutely fantastic. I'm not—I'm gonna—I was going to do a review of this, but I actually want people to watch this. I'll do—I'll do a written review of this during the week, but I want people to watch this. Um, it's hilarious, first of all. It is an absolutely fantastically funny movie, but it. Not in a I don't want anybody to get me get me wrong there, not in a poking fun at um people with mental disabilities or issues or social issues it plays on the relationship between Zach and Tyler and how Tyler doesn't treat him really as if he has Down syndrome or any issues at all. He just treats him like a normal person, and that's totally new to Zach. He's used to Eleanor. And all the other people at the home doting on him and taking care of him, when he doesn't want that anyways, he wants to be the professional wrestler. Tyler doesn't give a shit, Tyler's like, come on, you're coming with me, if you want to go to this place, I'm going here, let's go together. Um, Dakota Johnson is brilliant, Um, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the ending is, is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But you experience every emotion in this movie. I nearly teared up two or three times. It was just so, so good. It was brilliant. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is brilliant. Uh, Dakota Johnson is brilliant. Zach Gotsigan is absolutely fantastic. So the movie was actually made for Zach as well. So the directors were... um, The directors, Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz, were uh, volunteering at this camp in America for actors with... um, Kind of disabilities And um, yeah For actors with disabilities And Zach Otzigan told him a story one day About how he, how he wanted to be a professional actor And they basically wrote a script And fit it around Zach And the the, the movie is actually Based on a lot of their experiences with Zach So there's a scene where Because Zach keeps running away um, there's, they They basically have that whole thing Of him running away and trying to be trying to find his dream of becoming a a professional actor, a professional wrestler in this movie, um, it's brilliant for any fans of WWE. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts is in this movie. Uh, So is Mick Foley, who was Mankind for for a long time on WWF WWE. Um, fantastic. Thomas Hayden Church, I I already said, plays the Saltwater Redneck. He is brilliant. He's he's very nice in this movie. John Burnthal, you'd know him from Wolf of Wall Street or The Accountant. Um, he he is in this movie very briefly. You know, I'd love to see him a bit more, but um, he's in this movie very briefly. Um, it's This this movie is just fantastic. It's also, if you know the backstory of it, why how it was made, basically um, Josh Brolin decided to help the guys out on a whim and got all these fantastic actors to be in this movie. Um, Shia LaBeouf only got in on chance because Ben Foster was... Was meant to be Tyler, and then his wife Laura Prepon, Dana from um, that 70s show, uh, fell pregnant, and he decided to bow out of the movie to take care of her. And then Shia LaBeouf got a call from Ben Foster to do the movie. And um, it's on Netflix, guys. It's an hour and thirty-seven minutes. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, and especially I just now I watched it directly after um, getting away from Can You Keep a Secret? After half an hour... So I was like... It. Hopefully this is good now... But it is absolutely fantastic... Um, Shia, Or not Shia LaBeouf, Well Shia LaBeouf is in it... But... Blind by Ball Club... On Twitter... Was recommending it... And I had seen it before... And I knew it would be good... But sometimes... Sometimes you don't want a good movie... Sometimes you just want to watch something shite... But... I guarantee it... I guarantee you... That this is worth it guys... It's absolutely fantastic... It's heartwarming... It's just brilliant... Uh Please check it out... It's on Netflix it is, it'll be, it's well worth, it's well worth uh, the hour and a half to watch it, watch it this evening, watch it anytime you want, but it is absolutely fantastic, and keep an eye out for my written review of that during the week, Um, okay, let's, um, there's a few other things I've been watching, I've been watching Zac Efron's show, um, Planet Earth, that's actually pretty good, there's another beautiful, I don't know, am I just emotional these days or what, or is it the pain in my tooth that's making me cry? But there's a scene at the end of um, the second episode of Zac Efron's show where they're in Lourdes. And, you know, I was in Lourdes last year and I hope to go again. And it was just so emotional. It was just done so well. And I had Zach Efron talking about the use of water around the world in the background. It was just phenomenally done. It was fantastic. I've also been trying to catch up on The Last Airbender, Avatar The Last Airbender. I watched the, the first two seasons of it. About five or six years ago now when I was in America and I absolutely loved it. But for some reason I fell off in the third season. But I've been watching it again on Netflix. Um, it is a kid's show. It is a cartoon. But hey, I don't give a shit. I'm telling you. Have a look. You might enjoy it. Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. And the only show that I want to talk about that's on Amazon Prime at the moment. Because I think The Boys Season 2 is coming out soon enough. Um, the only show I want to talk about uh, is... The eco challenge, the Fiji eco challenge with Bear Grylls, guys. Absolute fucking madness. Absolute madness. All together. Um so Bear Grylls is is basically bringing us along with him as he follows sixty six teams on their way to um on their way through the eco challenge in Fiji. And it's basically so that you have 11 days to cross 671 kilometers of this main island in Fiji via kayaking, swimming, running, mountain biking, climbing. Oh, it's just fantastic! Money. I think we're only I think we're three episodes in. Is it three or two? Two or three episodes in, anyways. But there's some heartwarming stories. There is some bits where you're like, these people are absolutely fucking mental how are they doing this why are they doing this what are they act- what is going on in their lives that they feel they have to do this? but a lot of them are just seek the thrill they seek the thrill of of adventure and possible injury and stuff like there's teams there's one team from Brazil who it's the same team from 2002 when they last did it but when they, they when they last did it when they first did it lasted did it whatever one of the members who's on the team again she got a cut in her finger and it got infected, and she fell ill, and they had to f- drop out of the race. So now she's back, and she's wearing gloves and everything, and she's doing it. Then it cuts to another guy who just got a cut in his finger, and you're like, "Oh, this guy is going to get fucking ill now in the next um, in the next couple of episodes." But the reason I got got um, put onto it is I bought the Irish Times, and I was reading through the magazine, and they talk about the show. There's an Irish team in it as well, and the Irish team. This guy, I think his name is Rob Black. He's from Donegal. He is a fa- he's apparently he's a a fantastic mountain biker. He's very strong on the bike, and he does a lot of different adventure races. He's won adventure races all over the world. But he talks about it, and he's in it. And he said that. So basically, they're wading through chest high water. Then they get off, and there he's like, right, the next section was a mountain bike, and he said he was delighted. Seventy kilometers a mountain bike. He's very strong on the bike. He feels good. First couple of kilometres, all good. And then the heavens opened and he said it was just sludge. They were just going through basically cement. And he actually said that's what they use to build their houses is this wet dirt from the road. And it was like cement. They had to like, it took them 24 hours to get across 70 kilometres. Absolute madness. These people barely sleep. I think they get no more than an hour sleep a night. Um, And it's not just young people doing this. Like that guy Rob Black is like 49 there was teams there. One team called Team Stray Dogs. Everybody was over 60. Now I don't think they actually made it past the first checkpoint. But the first checkpoint is like almost 200 kilometers away from the start. Like they made it so close. But uh, fucking madness. Like you know, um, there's one team, Team Iron Cowboy. I don't know. Um, I only heard about this yesterday. Kay was telling me, but. Team Iron Cowboy was made up... It was founded by the guy... The actual Iron Cowboy... Who did like 50 Ironmans in 50 days. um, Across 50 different states of the United States of America. And him and three other Ironman athletes... Are deciding to take this on. And it's just... Crazy. So like they started... The first thing they had to do... Was um, they set off in a kayak, a big, massive kayak, and they're kayaking down, and they have to get to this island. Once they get to the island, they, which is, the, the island was like 65 kilometers away, or 70, 65 kilometers away, right? So once they get to the island, then they um, have a 20-kilometer trek around the island to different checkpoints, get back to their, their original start of the island, um, kayak back, Stop the kayak in the middle of the ocean. Um, there is, they have to free dive down to get this medallion to move on to the next um the next place. Um, get back to get to this uh, village. So kayak another while, and then get to this village, and then um mountain bike another like forty kilometers to the first camp. So that's um. It was like 150, 160 kilometers from the start, and that's 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 the first leg. There's five legs, fucking insane. But if you don't have your an Amazon Prime subscription, just sign up for the month. It's free. You can you can cancel at any time. Um, try and find it somewhere else if you don't have the or if you've already done it. But if you have Amazon Prime, check it out. It's really worth it. And Bear Grylls isn't in it like all that much. He's doing the um, narration and stuff. But he's, he's actually not in it that much. He's just kind of talking to the different teams. There's some really heartwarming stories in there. And it's actually an emotional enough show. So just keep that in mind. If you're quick to tears. Take it from someone who's trying not to cry at every scene in the show. Okay. So that is um the eco challenge feature. So that's that's what I've been watching recently lately guys. Um, If you don't mind and if you want to indulge me. I'm going to tell you what I've been reading. And a bit of what I've been playing on the PlayStation as well and just just to kind of keep this a bit um a bit lighthearted and just for your monday afternoon if this is what you like to hear you know check it out um so let's go on to what i have been reading so um i don't know if anybody remembers this or if anybody was listening to the podcast on friday um i actually killed a spider halfway through the podcast um do i feel bad about it no do i feel like a big man With big, strong arms. Yes, yes I do. I'm the top of the food chain. I'm the lion in this house. And they're the little flies that scare the shit out of me, okay? And they're all going to die. It's only a matter of time. But I was talking about this book um, while I was mercilessly killing a defensive spider as he scrambled for his life. Um, The City We Became by N.K. Jemisin is is a fantasy story set in... New York City, now I absolutely love the book, because it's set in New York City, and it's described so well that I feel like I'm back there, and I just love it so much, it's just so, so good, it's so well written, and while the themes might not be like my favourite themes to read in the book, I'm more of a crime kind of Irish fiction, Um, yeah, crime Irish fiction, anything to do with like kind of a, a, a real personal story i like reading about but this is just so well written that i couldn't put it down like every night i I, my reading got very bad there for years um and i'd read on and off and i would get spurt back into it and then come back out and not read at all for another couple of months but i'm trying to keep it up now in the last few months especially of lockdown when there's not much else to do you know um but every night i'm trying to read like 20 30 pages this one i'm always going up to 50 or 60 because i can't put it down Absolutely brilliant. So check that out in your local bookshop if you get a chance. The City We Became by N.K. Jemisin. Um, absolutely fantastic book. You'll enjoy it and it's very funny too. It's it's written by a contemporary author. Um, she's young enough, like 30s or whatever, but she's very, very funny. Um, The next book, and it's next on my list, but I haven't read it, but I just want to put it out there. I think everybody would enjoy um, strange Flowers by Don Ryan No, enjoy is a strange word to use Because all of his stories are extremely dark I actually gave my mom a book of his um, uh, From a Lone Quiet Sea I think that was the one about I was about a, a school teacher And she gets pregnant by a local traveller And it's a big scandal in the town But it's it's read It's written so, so well All of his books I love all of them He's my, he's my favourite author Ever, I would say, and that's not being, you know, I'm not jumping a gun here. I mean, like, I love John McGahern, um, or oh, like, you know, there's, uh, there's some great authors out there. Um, Nga Emerson has become one of my favorite authors now, but um, you know, I love Irish fiction, as I said, and Don Ryan is just the king of Irish fiction in my opinion, I think he's absolutely fantastic, but that's his newest book out, so pick that one up if you want, but what I would recommend is either getting his book of short stories and see if you like them, or also getting another one of his books, I can't remember the name of it right now, I have them all at home and I've read them a couple of times, but there's one where it's a set of stories, it almost reads like short stories, but it's all from characters in the same, Limerick Village. And he's brilliant. He just writes the the Irish kind of colloquial vernacular so well that you feel like you're in an Irish town when you're reading it. It's absolutely brilliant. And all of his books deal with like a kind of a dark subject, but, you know, there's there's death or other stuff in there or violence against um, disabled people. There's a lot of stuff in there that is not... It's, it's not the easiest to read, but he writes it so well that you just skim through, you just, you just go through the pages and you're left almost feeling stunned by how good the book is afterwards. So I would totally, totally recommend anything by Donald Ryan. Go, go check it out Um, get it in whatever your local bookshop is. Uh, I know Waterstones in town have them all in Cork City. Um, Eason's probably have them all as well um, If Eason's is still there I don't know what's going to. I haven't been in Cork in months So I'm not really sure um, The next one I read autobi- The Autobiography of uh, Jack Charlton By Colin Young um, So Like I'm I'm guilty of not really knowing much About Jack Charlton You know I was born In 1994 So I was born at the very end of Jack Charlton's reign as Ireland manager He only had like a year after that I think Or two years at the most And I suppose I grew up... When I first became in love with soccer football... Was when Mick McCarthy was manager... And there were some great memories with Mick McCarthy in 2002, you know? <coughs> Sorry, now all this talking is dragging my throat out. Um, so I never really knew much about Jack Charlton. I, I, you know, you hear all the stories about Italia 90 and all that... like And, um, you know, USA 94... But I'd never really looked into it because... I suppose... My Irish team was 2002, you know, um, 2009 getting knocked out by the Henri handball you know, 2012. Um, you know, I had some great memories from those teams, but I never really felt the need to look back. I'd been more, much more involved with finding out about Manchester United's history, and I know an awful lot about that. So I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that, but just after... Uh, Sir Jack Charlton died, I just said, Feck it, I'll I'll buy this book. It was only four Euro down the shop and um, the local bookshop in Nice. and I'm so glad I did because he what well, an absolute character. I I th- I'm not gonna tell anybody anything new here because everyone knows he is an absolute character, but the stories in the books are absolutely brilliant. I definitely recommend it. Um the book is by Colin Young, who's a sports writer from England who was covering Ireland um for a while as well. So I definitely recommend that. That's Jack Charlton's biography by Colin Young. Um definitely check it out. Um one book that I think I'm not sure if anybody, everybody would like this. The writing style isn't fantastic is um A Million Little Pieces by James Frey. Um it's it's a book centered strong or centered on on addiction and recovery. And people's different kind of approaches to Addiction and recovering from addiction. Um, it was initially sold as an autobiography, an autobiographical piece because the main character is James and the author is James Frey. You no, know, it turns out he actually um, fabricated a lot of the stuff or else exaggerated a lot of the stuff. And I've read into him, I've read into the author, and he's like, he seems to be a kind of a dodgy character in the writer, writer's world, like um, kind of taking masters of fine arts students from their master's programs you know signing getting them to sign a contract to write books for him and then he puts it out on his label and giving that master students fuck all money so i don't know how i feel it's i feel it's it's kind of hard to separate the art from the art the art you know in writing more at the art from the artist in writing more so um, because I'm reading it and I'm like, geez, this guy's a piece of shit. You know, I don't know if he's a piece of shit, but I know he's a bit of a dodgy character. But if anybody out there is struggling with addiction or struggling with recovery, I, I actually don't know. I think I would recommend this book. There are some scenes where he does talk about wanting to get back on the hard drugs that he was doing and the drinks. So maybe it's not the best book to be recommending to an addict. But you know, if anybody sees it and is interested by it. Check it out. It's also a movie starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson, so you know you might like that as well. And um, kind of the last book I'll recommend now is um, "Blind Boy Stories," his second, well, and his first ser- uh, collection of short stories. I read the first one at the end of last year, and I've read the second one this year. Um, "Blind Boy is weird as fuck, guys. Blind Bite is weird as fuck but his stories are so so good like there's a especially in this um, second collection he has a few stories there's one set in The Famine absolutely brilliant and he has another one set in like a future where people upload their dreams onto like the cloud and people buy their dreams off of because nobody dreams anymore or something. But it's just written so well, but it's all, it's the same, kind of the same as Donald Ryan in the way that he gets the vernacular, the colloquial stuff, the right, the, the, he gets the the sound of the people so, so well, like it's just done so well. So that is, um, that's Blind Boys, uh, second collection of short stories, uh, Boulevard Wren and other stories, absolutely brilliant, um, and that is my book collection, or book selection, guys. So if you see any of them, or if you want to hear anything more about them, or if anybody wants the copy, I can mail it to you. If you don't have the money to buy the book, or if you can't get out to buy the book, let me know. Um, all fairly good books, guys. Um, I must read Strange Flowers. I'll, I'll talk about that next week, maybe. But um, the last thing I want to do is kind of recommend some um, podcasts that I've been listening to. And talk a bit about a small bit because i'm not going to talk too much longer about um kind of supporting local musicians and stuff i can also feel my um my nose getting stuffed up now from the sinuses as well so i'm not going to talk too much longer um but thanks for sticking with me so far I, uh, before i go into the last part i just want to say thanks again to everyone for kind of you know supporting me and stuff please keep liking sharing subscribing I'm really enjoying doing this, Um, any feedback, constructive feedback, get on to me, any ideas you want me to cover, get on to me as well, I'm receptive to that, Um, you know, just thanks and you know, hopefully this can go on and keep going on, I'm enjoying doing it, Um, I have a few things coming up in the next few months that might take up my time a bit more but I'm going to try and keep doing it at least once a week um and further my own kind of journalistic career doing it as well. So without further ado, last bit is some local podcasts and some podcasts that I've been listening to are um the Lads Podcasts with um Dara and Steve. Um it's kinda it's it's funny because um they actually followed me there on Instagram the other day and it felt like a celebrity following me because I've been watching Dara Toomey's videos for a couple of years now. And they're they're the type of weird Wonderful comedy that I love You know um, And I think him and Steve together are brilliant I, They had a great podcast out there A couple of weeks ago About social media and mental health And I'm actually You know it's actually funny Because I just deleted my Twitter and Facebook apps Off my phone The, the day before listening And I was like Jeez I feel kind of vindicated now But uh, if anybody's looking for A kind of a hilarious Random um, Just chat between two friends Check out the lad's podcast absolutely brilliant, brilliant stuff. And the second one, I'm kind of sticking with the Cork theme here now at the moment, is um, Norma Sheehan's podcast, the Heal Your Whole podcast. Now, I kind of feel a bit... I don't know how I feel about promoting someone from Whitechurch being from Rathpeken, you know? There's a lot of bad blood there. There's a lot of bad blood and nobody wants to talk about it, you know? It's just... It's it's all pent up and let out on the GA pitch every year. <laughs> no, but honestly, Nora Machines podcast, uh, the Heal Your Hall podcast, is absolutely brilliant. Um, check it out. I think she has fourteen or fifteen episodes up now on Spotify, and she's hilarious. She's just such a funny person. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, there is also the Hubcap Theater podcast out with the two Marys from Whitechurch as well, and. I'm so internally, you know, there's an internal struggle going on between my morals and not wanting to promote people from my church, but unfortunately, those two podcasts are just hilarious. So check them out as well. Um, Stephanie Preisner's podcast, another Cork woman, she's, you know, a bit more on the public eye than the rest of us, but she has a brilliant uh, podcast um, on Spotify and Apple. Go check it out. Um, Stephanie wrote... um, the show Can't Cope, Won't Cope, and she writes a column um, every week, and she has this podcast now as well. She actually um, interviewed Michal Martin there uh, last week, and it was brilliant. No matter what's going on with the government at this moment in time, it was refreshing to hear her talk to the shock and ask him about political issues, but not like, you know, ask him how to get into politi- politics and stuff. And I thought it was a very interesting conversation between two people. So... Uh, excuse me guys that's a bit of <laughs> a bit of a coffee burp there for you just in case you, you you weren't feeling like getting sick in your mouth this morning. Um the last one I I want to talk about and it's probably my favorite one is the is the Tony Cantwell podcast. I absolutely love the Blind Boy podcast. <laughs> if anybody heard that sound, I don't know what's coming out of my uh, throat at the moment. Um I listen to the Blind Boy podcast a lot, but also the Tony Cantwell podcast, it just gives me life every week. He's absolutely hilarious. He's just hilarious. I don't even know how to describe him. He's just weird, wacky, wonderful. He was on the Lancome gig, um, the online gig that I I bought tickets for last week as well. Um brilliant, brilliant stuff. But um, as always, guys, that's kind of the end of it. No, um oh yeah, I just wanted to talk about yeah, the last thing is is um Supporting local musicians, so keep an eye out on my page. There in the next few days, I'm going to be promoting a different local musician every day on my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages. And um, today is going to be my good friend Megan Ali Maguire, Megan Ali Music. And um, she is such a talented songwriter and singer. And um, she, I, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this now, but she's going to have an album out at the end of this year, start of next year, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, she deserves all the praise she gets and all the promotion so i'm going to try to promote her a little bit more and i'm going to try to promote different uh cork artists over the next um jesus sure so i could do it every day if i wanted so whenever i feel like it i suppose but as always guys thanks so much for listening and um, i hope this wasn't too boring please let me know if you like this or not um I know I kind of rambled on about different things but if you'd like me to go do a little bit about what I've been watching every week, that'd be cool, let me know. If you didn't like it, let me know. If you'd like me to go back to the kind of broader topics that I was doing there for a while or if you'd like me to go back to just doing one movie per week, um, please let me know. And as always, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I know it's it's a very small podcast but, you know, just past 750 total streams and I know that's not 750 individual people, but you know, it's a good number. It's a big number, and I'm I'm very happy and I'm very lucky that people listen to me and that nobody's written anything horrible to me yet. But um, I'm sure that's all to come. As always, like, share, and subscribe. The and Rambler on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, WordPress. Few videos on YouTube. Few more to come. I hope everyone's staying safe, wear your mask Stay inside and have a great Week, okay, happy Monday everyone uh, This is nothing that you've seen Before, yeah, this is not Something for the green sea This is something that we Need dope, reviews of the movie's Favorite TV shows or Take you lit talks by life, that's just In second breakfast, two themes in one Podcast, Hunter's man is restless He got just what you seek in Scrambler, he is the Wrath peeking Rambler